Jason Gutarski with the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. You are listening to episode 43, the recap of Origins 2015. I had a great time at Origins this year. A lot of cool things were happening. I got to see some friends, play some new games, um, just kind of do some green couch games business, which I'm sure you'll be hearing more about in the future. But what I did for you, our faithful listeners, is I hit the floor and talked to some different publishers and game designers to give you a sense of how things were going and what is coming up that you should be looking out for. So, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to Origins 2015 in Columbus, Ohio. All right, I'm here with Michael Coe from Gameland Games, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what's coming next uh, that is something tiny and something epic. Yeah, I hope that you're sitting down or hold on to your butts or whatever the catchphrase you want to use, but this is going to be big. June 22nd, we're expanding Tiny Epic Kingdoms with a glorious expansion called Tiny Epic Kingdoms Heroes Call. So check out the Kickstarter starting June 22nd. Uh, It's going to get you new regions, new factions, uh, new territory cards, a new resource to manage. A new hero concept, brand new to the game, uh, leveling up heroes, retiring heroes for victory points. Uh, so you got a new scoring avenue there, something new that triggers the end of the game as well. And war towers. So now every time you build up on that tower card, you're going to have to place an awesome little tower across the regions you own, having a physical representation of your t- uh, progress on that tower card. Be careful, because if you lose a war in that region and you lose your tower, you're getting knocked down on the card. This game gets nitty and gritty, and it's everything you love from Tiny Epic Kingdoms and more. June 22nd. See you there. Awesome. I'm a big fan of Scott Alms, so uh, I'm, I'm in, buddy. All right. Thanks, Jason. Wish Thanks, the, man. Wish you the best of luck. It's good catching up with you. You too, man. I just picked up uh, uh, Fidelitas. I always have a hard time saying that name, but this game looks really cool. You, so You nailed it, so awesome. I appreciate good. that. Good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, I'm here with John Gilmore, who designed uh, was a co-designer on a game you may have heard of called Dead of Winter. But he's doing lots and lots of cool stuff these days, and he's going to tell us a little something about this new thing he's doing called Infectious Play. That's right. All right, tell me about that. Well, uh, Jason, Infectious Play is going to be a publishing company. We're going to try to do games that uh, make people friends. That's kind of our thing. And it kind of sounds corny when I say that, but you know, games that when you're done playing them, you're going to have in-jokes to those people. You're going to know everybody's name. And then when you see them later, you know, you're going to have something to kind of bounce back on and that's the thing we're trying to focus on uh, our first game is going to be Dud Dud Goose Caboose it's a micro game uh, just you know 10 cards where you have to race around the table and say everybody's name faster than the other player and try to score points and then after that we're going to be doing News at 11 which is a recursive storytelling game where all the players are newscasters in a uh, town gone weird so you kind of pick where you're going to set it you know, uh, you know if you want to set it at Origins 2015 or the moon or whatever and then everybody has cards in their hand that they're going to use to tell news stories and then they're going to try to interview each other and talk about the news of what's going on that day awesome you know i i saw um i was at unpub this year and everybody seemed like they were just having a blast with those games and now like you're here with like pre-production copies and you got great illustration dug dug goose goose with quan chai and then uh the, the illustrations on news at 11 are looking fantastic yeah that was a local guy jeremy stucky that uh that i know from you know previously he just got out of college so you know it's cool we want to try to work with you know we love quan chai and his work but we want to try to work with some smaller people too and help get them into the industry so that's awesome so how are we going to find these games are they coming to kickstarter or are you just going to go straight to market with them uh right now the plan is to go straight to market that, that may change before then but that's kind of our focus right now is you know we want to we want to get it out there and get it to people as quickly as possible awesome well thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me john well thanks a lot jason thanks for having me 
I'm here with Chris Kirkman uh, from Dice Hate Me Games, Greater Than Games. I just wanted to uh, catch up and see how things are going at the show for you and hear about what's coming up in the future. The future looks fun at Dice Hate Me Games. That's kind of our tagline. Um, as you can probably no doubt notice, after four days of demo and I have very little voice left, but <laughs> that's all right. Well, for the future of Dice Hate Me Games, obviously we got Monster Truck Mayhem hit Kickstarter on June 16th. And then uh, we'll be dropping uh, Compounded, Compounds on the Boat, second edition of Compounds on the Boat, along with the Geiger expansion, so we'll have that for Gen Con. Then we're going to be launching New Bedford again on August, well, mid-August after Gen Con. And then we'll see, there's a small little game called Bottom of the Ninth coming out in the fall, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, oh, and most importantly for your listeners, the third edition of Great Heartland Holland Company is being reprinted uh, printed, um, pretty soon, so we have a pre-order system going on at greaterthangames.com right now. Three printings, that's pretty special, you that know? That is pretty special, yeah. That designer must be stoked. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. Hope you have a good show, and uh, we're looking forward to all the new stuff that's coming. Thank you. All right, so I'm here with Tiffany Bonson, somebody super, super cool. She's socially in-up gamer. She's part of the League of Nonsensical Gamers. And part of this group of people that I like to play games with that play these really weird games that they import from all over the country that nobody's ever heard of. So she's going to share with you a sweet game that she played um, while here at Origins 2015. Yeah. So the game we're talking about today is Walk on Fire, which was introduced to me by the ultimate game hipster, W. Eric Martin, who picked it up at the Tokyo Game Fair. So you might not be able to find it right now, but it's coming out at, at, at Essen, I hear. Anyway, it's a game where you have a spatula card. You have a, a bunch of cards spread out that are ingredients for recipes and stuff. You flip cards in the middle with the spatula, flip them over, and then you can take them if you see the corner of the card. You can take two cards to help fill recipes. And then at the end, you take two more cards and chop them into the deck. So you're chopping ingredients into your walk. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous fun. Oh, my gosh. And it has that cute artwork, like Sushi Go style. Absolutely. And there are some cards in there that, like, you've got to really plan around because it's the green pepper, wasn't it? Yeah, you have to take the green pepper if he shows up. We don't know why. That's a, And he looks really sad. The green pepper has a face, and he's sad. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you always get green peppers mixed into stuff. When I go out to eat, there's always a green pepper somewhere mixed in with my food. That's right. why. And, and he's not good unless you are able to mix him with a chili pepper, which I don't understand that either. Maybe to spice him up a little bit. Spices him up. So he's, yeah. like, boring otherwise, and then you spice him up with the, the chili pepper, or you can use them as a vegetable in one of your recipes, and that gets rid of it. So cool, and we may not know all the rules, because the uh, it, it was a, a Taiwanese designer, I believe, and we didn't have the rules in English, so Eric was just trying to remember these games, so... I don't know how he does it. it, it yeah, it was it was it was one of my highlights of the of the con was playing these hipster games with Eric Martin and, and Tiff and and a few of our other friends. So, well, thank you for telling us about hipster games. No problem. People Anytime. can find you on the interweb, right? Yep, at inept gamer on Twitter. And you also do board game wonder with Dice Tower. Yep. Awesome. So look for Tiff because she's awesome. She plays great games. Bye. All right, I'm here with Matt Wolf, the designer of Wombat Rescue. that's on Kickstarter now with Eagle Griffin Games. He's another one of my buddies who is into the hipster games, these weirdo games, and he's going to share a little bit about one of his weirdo game experiences from uh, from Origins 2015. All right, so we played Gib Gas, which is a racing game, tactical play cards, trying to either not go the fastest, or maybe on this round you need to go the fastest in order to score points, or maybe this round you need to go the slowest. There's a lot of 
difference is kind of depending on which card you're currently trying to achieve. The really neat thing about this is if two players are going the same speed, they are going to crash and they can't win. So there's a lot of double think, a lot of bluffing. It's just really, really fun. It's called Give Gas, G-I-B, and then Gas. Hopefully everyone knows how to spell that. <laughs> and yeah, super fun. You'll have to import it, of course, because it's a hipster game. <laughs> awesome. You know, one of the other things that, uh, that we played was one of my favorite experiences of the con was when we played... Um, uh, y first. Oh, it's yeah. coming from AEG at yeah. Gen Con, but uh, it was it was a riot, and it was another race game. Want to tell people a little bit about that one? Yeah, yeah. So so Y first. Basically, the point of that game is to be second. You have five rounds. You only score points if you come in second place in a round. And at the end of the game, the person who has the second most points is going to win. That's if that's not crazy enough. The really crazy thing is uh, each. Uh, you have five cards for each round. The first four cards you play, one at a time, you can play it in front of anyone, and it's real time. So you say one, two, three, all players just put a card in front of someone. It could be yourself. So you have no idea exactly what you're going to be able to do on your turn, but you might try to have an eye, a little slight inkling of what other people might try, how they might try to you know mess with you. And it's just silly, stupid fun that... It just—I I don't even really—I can't even really know why it works, you know. But it's—it's it's just a lot of fun, and I'm going to be picking that up from AG as soon as it comes out. Yeah, me too. It's, it was a—it was a riot. So yeah. Thanks, Matt. You know, everybody, you can hear more of Matt's opinions about games <laughs> on another Dice Tower Network podcast, The Geek All Stars, and uh, keep an eye out for Wombat Rescue um, about wombats that poop in order to uh, know where they're going. It's a true story, and it's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it's not a filler, but it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely quirky and wonderful and beautiful. So uh, if you can say that about pooping wombats. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's nature. Nature is beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Matt Loomis is uh, known for a little game that Minion Games put out earlier this year uh, on Kickstarter called Dragon Flay. Oh. Art by Lot, Rob Lundy. Sweet game. A little bit of Colorado, a little bit about burning down villages. It's uh, it's a it's a really fun game to play. But he has a new game coming on Kickstarter, also with Minion Games. And uh, when I heard about this game, when I first played it, I said, "Are you sure that contract is binding?" Because <laughs> I want to play that game and I wanted it to have a green couch label. But I didn't want to steal it away from uh, James Math over there. But it was a great game. So he's going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, so the name of the game is called Cosmic Kaboom. Uh, Cosmic Kaboom is a dexterity flicking game uh, where you are flying your spaceship around space, collecting energy crystals uh, to be able to power up your space bomb. And what your space bomb is, is you're going to be you're gonna be blowing up a planet by throwing a tile from the edge of the table onto the board, which is blow- hitting another uh, planet tile. You're going to blow that planet up, you're going to remove it from space, and you're going to score points at the end of the game depending on how big the planet was. Uh, plays two to four players, plays really quick. It's a whole lot of fun. It, it is a whole lot of fun, especially when you like work your butt off to power that bomb and you miss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there but you go again. On the other side of the fence, you work your butt off to power that bomb. You get that epic shot from across the table, a nice four-foot throw, lands perfectly on top of two planets, oh. double time. So good, so good. All right, Matt, where can people find you if they want to interact with you? Yeah, if you want to interact with me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Top Deck. That's T-O-P-D-E-C-K with an M-R in front of it. That was the worst way to tell that ever. <laughs> uh, you can hit me up on email at topdeck at gmail.com, uh, or you can probably not find me on Board Game Geek. Twitter's the best way. Awesome. So when's the Kickstarter launch? Uh, Kickstarter launch, uh, June 8th is the tentative, but it's likely going to get pushed back a day or two. So the week of June 8th, you should see... Uh, Cosmic Kaboom on Kickstarter. It's going to be 24 bucks, free shipping in the U.S., 
whole lot of game in a little box. No, I don't know. No brainer. It's no a no brainer. It there is. It is. That's been a long weekend. About. Been a long weekend. It has. It has. Lost for thanks, words. thanks, man. Good luck with the Kickstarter campaign. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, Jason. I'm talking to my friend Daryl Andrews, who's one of the hosts of the web series uh, Meeple Syrup, which is a game designer uh, webcast. It's fantastic video cast. They, they chat with game designers about design and publishers about design. But he's he's also a game designer. He's got a new game out from R&R Games called Caffeine Rush. So he's going to take a minute to just share a little bit about what's going on with that. Absolutely. I, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I'm excited. With R&R Games, I got to sell Caffeine Rush, your battling baristas. It's a game of two to six players. You can play either individual or uh, in teams. And so you uh, are trying to uh, fulfill the orders of your customers as fast as you can, shouting out you know, funny drink orders and uh, beating your computer com- competition as fast as you can to complete as many orders. When you're done, you yell, order up, and you call the customer's name. And then while you're doing that, that slows you down So you're, because it's all in real time. So then your competition is actually fulfilling orders while you're going to take the next order. Nice. So, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. There's a couple uh, funny puns that I always like to pull off, like it's a, an espresso kind of game that you got to play espresso fast. <laughs> or it's a lot of fun. So uh, you got to check it out stuff. from R&R, Caffeine Rush. And I have to give credit where credit's due. My co-host actually came up with a name, Caffeine Rush. I awesome. think it's awesome. Sen Fung Lim from People Syrup Show. Yeah. So, so I gotta give him a shout out for uh, helping me with that, and I co-designed it with Stephen Sauer. And I always tell people, it, if you meet me, you also get, get to meet Stephen because his beautiful hands are on the back of the box. Oh, he's, he's the hand model. That's for, good. For it's our looking game real well. good. So awesome. Well, you'll have to look up uh, that picture on the interweb to see those good-looking hands, or pick up this game in a game store near you. Well, so what else did you play? Did you play any cool small games while you're here? I did. I mean. Uh, Small is always a tough thing to define. Just by your standards, but, something small. But my standards, and and maybe this is is too big for small, but I, I got to play Nations the Dice Game. It is kind of still big, but it shrinks a really big game down. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I loved it. It captured the experience, but it's in a dice form. Now, it is a little longer than a filler, but uh, another game that I got to check out was uh, Bottom of the Ninth. I was oh, very excited yeah. about that. I'm a huge baseball fan, so obviously I was a fan of that as well. That's awesome. Well, hey, where can we find out more info about you, man? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would just say check out the Meeple Syrup show. You can find us uh, YouTube slash Meeple Syrup or on Twitter at Meeple Syrup. Or uh, we have a, web- a website called MeepleSyrupShow.com. All right, man. Thanks, Daryl. I uh, have a safe trip home to uh, the great white north. Yes, we will be tra- traveling soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. I'm here, folks, with uh, game designer, graphic designer, and um, runner dude of Unpub, the Unpublished Games Network, Mr. Daryl Lauder. We've had a long weekend together in this Dice Hate Me booth, but there's something really cool going on in your future. You had a great Kickstarter for a little new game that's that falls in the filler realm because it's 15 minutes, and it's one of those games you can play on and on and on and on and make it the event for the night, and it's about... America's greatest pastime, their favorite pastime, a little game called baseball. Why don't you tell us about your game and how it relates to the game of baseball? Hi, Jason. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. Big fan. Uh, Bottom of the Ninth is a baseball game about the last half inning of the last inning of the game of baseball. And the home team is just trying to score one run 
to prevent the game from going. Okay, I'm, okay. All right. <laughs> I was trying. All right. In, in um, voice yeah. is all done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, the home team is a ragtag team of scrappers, and it's sheer miracle that they've managed to tie the game. So they're trying to score one run here on the bottom of the ninth just to make it in and to end the game and to be home team champions for the first time in 20 years. They're terrible. They're like the Chicago Cubs. No, no, no. They're like the Expos because people keep forgetting they're a real team. No, no, they're the Expos or the I'm sorry, they're the Astros. Yes, there we go. Um, and they're facing down the Evil Empire, who has their ace on the mound, and he is just simply trying to get three outs to send the game into extra innings, where they have the top of their lineup coming up, and there is no doubt in their mind that they're going to win the game from that point. So that game is literally just that half inning. If the pitcher pushes it to extra innings, the pitcher wins. If the uh, home team scores one run, uh, the home team wins, and that player wins. And the rulebook will have, a, you know, the rulebook has additional innings. If so, if you want to play the tenth, eleventh, or if you want to play all nine innings, we have the players and rules for that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's it looks like baseball. It feels like baseball. The components will be um, wonderful. They're going to look like baseball cards with like the matte back, right, and yep. the uh, and the glossy yeah, front. Yeah, all the cards are actually baseball cards. There's no deck of cards in this game. Except for the solo version, which was co-designed by Richard Lanius and Mike Mullins, and awesome. so it's uh, yeah, it's it's very much a dice bluffing, real-time racing. I mean, it's it's the heart, adrenaline pumping, and just constant guessing that 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 is the tension between the pitcher and the batter in the game of baseball. Yeah, it totally captures that baseball feel in a game in a really awesome, simple way. And um, I, I'm my my beautiful mug is featured as one of the cards, and I got to demo the game this weekend with myself as uh, myself. J. A. Kapowski. Yeah, J. A. Kapowski of the Vehicle City Victors. And just like in real life, when I used to play baseball, I struck out. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know so like I felt like that was a perfect card. Yeah. I mean you know I didn't even swing really. I didn't yep. I didn't have a chance. You just kind of got a carefree kind of stance about you when you're in the batter box. All I'm really caring about in that picture, you can tell, is like eating a steak because it looked like a friggin' Sasquatch. That's right. Well, if I were a Sasquatch, I'd look like J.K. J.A. Kapowski. You're a slugger. You've read the card. Your stats are like all about just slamming it as hard as you possibly can. So one day when I see the right pitch, I'm going to swing it and knock it out of the park. Just like you knocked it out of the park with bottom of the ninth coming from Dice Hit Me Games this October. All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Jared, for taking the time to hang out with me this weekend and making cool games that people want to play. And thank you for splitting a donut with me. It was magical. Yeah, it was red raspberry hibiscus. Oh, my goodness. It was so dreamy. Oh, it was the best moment. It was the highlight of the con for sure. All right. Until Gen Con, see you later. See ya. All right, I'm here with Dan Halstead from the League of Nonsensical Gamers, and he's going to tell us what his favorite small game from the convention, Origins 2015, is. Ready, go. If I had to pick one, it'd be Welcome to the Dungeon. Uh, really? From Aiello. Cool. Aiello, sorry. Tell me about that one. Yeah, it's uh, excellent pro- uh, production. Uh, it looks beautiful, the art, everything. It's obviously French, you know, no doubt. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely a push-a-luck game where everyone's kind of taking turns, kind of... Uh, I don't want to say bidding. It's 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 unique in that you're you're testing each other's uh, patience <laughs> a lot. Awesome. See who wants to go into the dungeon. If you go into the dungeon and conquer it twice, you win. If not, there's a player elimination, which some people won't like. But again, it's quick. It's small. It's awesome. Awesome, dude. Thanks a lot, man. Did you yeah. have a good time this year? Yeah, definitely. Always. Cool. Are you gonna be at Gen Con? I will. 
All right, get ready to go to uh, the League of Nonsensical Gamers, uh, which their website is. Nonsensicalgamers.com. Listen to their podcasts, read their blogs, and uh, hang out with them because they're super cool. Dan is also one of the hipster gamers that I keep mentioning. Random games from all over the world get flown to his doorstep, and uh, he's always championing those little obscure games, so we love him. Always, always. All right, have a good trip home, man. Thanks, man. You too. Hey, I'm here with Patrick Nickel from Crash Games at an awesome Origins. And I just want to hear a little bit about uh, what is coming up that would fit into this 20 minutes of filler kind of realm that we're I loving love that. on. I love that, that, that criteria because that is my bread and butter, baby. Well, you might know one of the games that really? are Really? Have I heard of something? You might have heard of a game called Dead Drop. Oh, yeah! It's designed by this guy that's running this podcast. Oh, yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. So that is actually hitting port in Seattle today. Today, dude? Today. Oh, I didn't even know that. Along with the second edition slash tabletop edition, the Council of Verona. They're on the boat together. Awesome. So those are both... Good company both to be in. great filler, filler games. And then the filler game that we have coming out around Christmas time, super pumped about... Is a game called Pirate Den. And that Pirate is Den? Pirate Den designed by Boyan Radakovich. Radakovich, I said his name wrong. Oh my gosh. Really? Uh, from, from Tabletop, the tabletop yep, producer, producer, dude. Producer from Tabletop. And it is a great filler game where we are playing pirates. Heck yeah. Yes. We're trying to grab up the loot. It is a bluffing game. Super great filler. You will be blown away by how good it is. Then I can't wait. I better get a review copy to sh- talk about on the show. All the good. I might have to do that. I might have to get you one out. All right, man. Hey, uh, it's good to catch up with you as always. Have a safe trip home, and I'm looking forward to continuing to see the awesome stuff that you're doing with Crash Games. Keep rocking those fillers, baby. Word! Now I got somebody really cool, another Michigan brother here, Mr. Matt Riddle, half of Matt and Ben, who designed Fleet and Eggs and Empires and Floating Market. These guys are working hard, and they have some cool stuff coming up that is in the realm of short and quick, which is, as you all know, is my heart. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's coming up from Dice Hate Me Games uh, this next week. Yeah, so thanks, Jason, and uh, glad to see you doing a podcast again. I really appreciate that. I love this show, so more the better. Uh, yeah, so first is going to be June 16th. We're going to have Monster Truck Mayhem. It's real-time dice-rolling Monster Truck Madness. The whole game takes seven minutes, and you're sweaty and you're kind of tired when you're done, but it's awesome. It's literally full real-time. It's a race around the Super Mega Terror Dome. You have awesome monster trucks. You roll as fast as you can. Everyone's playing full simultaneously. And then whoever wins the race wins the race. You all have cool truck powers. There's obstacles. There's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday cars. We have to read stuff in a monster truck voice. It's it's really awesome. It, We're pretty it is, excited. It is a blast. We've been demoing it here all weekend at the Dice Hate Me booth, and people are going nuts for it. They're getting rowdy. Yeah. And we have, like, a, a sample of what the art's going to look like, and... Oh my gosh, it's so good. So the art, the trucks themselves were done by the dude who did uh, King of Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, no, he, uh, we got the, uh, Benjamin Reynal is fantastic. Uh, he took a look at the game, thought it was awesome, got really inspired and passionate about it because he thought it'd be fun to draw these awesome trucks and he just crushed it. So the uh, the trucks are fantastic, the cover's awesome, and then obviously Kirkman, you know, Dice Ate Me, does a great job of graphic design. So yeah, it turned out really well. I'm awesome. really proud of it. Do you have a favorite truck? What's the favorite truck in the game? My favorite truck is Captain Krabby. His power is the most boring, but it's the best. Because without telling what's going on, basically, you can get spun out and you can have to like roll traction. Well, he gets it like way easier than everybody else, so you can almost just ignore half the obstacles and just plow right through. Awesome. So he's not as like interactive, so he's a little bit boring at first. But once you play him, he's the best. Yeah, I'm terrible at that game, so like I totally need to play with that one because I can't <laughs> handle the obstacles. <laughs> So another one you have coming out uh, uh, was game three or four with Eagle Griffin. 
Five? Five? Oh, Five. yeah. Five, yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. So Either what's way. that one about? That's our wharf side. So wharf side is a fleet, uh, the fleet averse, I guess you could say. It's a spinoff, and uh, it's a small box game within the fleet universe, basically. So it's a little bit lighter than the fleet, but still got really good decisions. It's still very... You know, you little, it's got a little lighter tableau. There's no auction. Tableau, it's, Matt. Tableau. 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 Hey, Hi, Ben. Ben's hey, joining us. Up? The other, his other half. Wait, his other other half. Tableau. The brains of the fleet universe <laughs> yeah. has just showed up. Uh-huh. What do you need to know? So, so we're talking about Warp Side right now. Excellent. Uh, that is a game people are going to love. If they're into fleet with the hand management and the different powers you get from the licenses in fleet, we do it a little different in Warp Side, but you get powers, you manage your hand. The cool thing in Warp Side is you get this little decision. You get this power that's building your engine, and you can have three in front of you, but they're also the contract that's wanting these different fish that are coming out on the warp. When you complete your contract, you score it, but your power goes away. So that's the fun part of that one, is managing how long you use your power, and then when to finish the contracts, right. and then the powers go away. So it's pretty quick, but it's pretty thinky still, and I yeah. think people are going to really like it. It has a really cool market mechanic, too, where the things get more expensive as certain things come out, and you got to got a time when you go get stuff. So it is. It's... it's it's like fleet, but it's going to be a little bit easier to teach, a little bit easier to play. You can still knock it out in under half an hour, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. So when's that one coming out? Kickstarter? July 16th. I think it'll hit Kickstarter with Eagle Griffin. Cool. You guys got a busy summer. It's yeah, going to be boy. awesome, it's man. exciting times, man. Cool. Thank you, guys. Did you guys play any other cool little games while you were uh, at the show? You know, I played that Deep Sea Adventure, which is a Korean game that's really buzzy right now. It was fun. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you can like it, there's a thing where you're pushing your luck to try to get deeper into the ocean. It, the whole thing took like seven minutes or probably ten minutes, and there's like three rounds. But the thing is, the farther you go, the harder it is to get back. But then the farther you go, if you realize that you're not going to make it back, then you try to use all the oxygen so someone else makes it back. And it was it was it was fun. I mean, basically we died. We got zero points. We played three rounds, all five players, zero points. So it's pretty sweet. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, the graphic design is, is always, like, I've always been interested just because of the way that looks. It looks gorgeous, yeah. It's a, it's it's a, cool, it's a cool little box. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much, and I hope you have a good rest of the show, and we'll catch up again soon. All right, thanks, thanks a lot. Man. All right, that is a wrap. Thanks again for listening to the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast. I am Jason Katarski. You can find out more about me and great little games at Jason Katarski on Twitter. And you can find more great podcasts at Dicetowernetwork.com. Until next time, get out there and play some great little games.